0: building hey guys what's up welcome to our podcast the wow podcast the world of wealth well that does sound cringy but that's what it's supposed to do and hook your attention so today we have manoj kumar with us he is quite the stalwart of the fintech industry and iit bhu pass out then i'm from uh mba from i am lucknow did his finance MBA from SCAP in France currently working in a fintech company well he is one of the most respected individuals in our batch <laughs> and he is known by his like uh, really likable nickname of machau manoj <laughs> uh, i think we'll have a website dedicated to mr Mano- machau manoj as well so manoj over to you yeah thank you mr arnak divyesharan
1: uh, aka mr suri sir for uh, running all through your dictionary of sarcasms. And uh, yes, some of those uh, pedigree colleges are have been thrown in correctly. Uh, but I am still another person exploring this world of wealth. Trying to build asset, manage asset and help
0: you get the financial freedom that you always want. So guys, today here uh, we are discussing this topic, investing for noobs. Well Manoj, I am a typical profile of a millennial today, completely nikamba, has no clue about his life and what he is doing with his life, yet wants to make an impact and change the world forever. So I'm a, uh, so consider this case study. I am a 29-year-old guy who has no clue what to do, his, uh, do with his personal finances. Now suddenly I am thrown in a situation where a lot of my parents' investments done in early 2000s. And like my parents are of the generation who are very meticulous and very particular about their money, expenditure, managing all their expenses and so on. Well, they managed to bring up like two kids and fund all their education through their own salary, which was like even way lesser than what is ours right now. So anyways, their investments done in early 2000s, that has been maturing over the last one year or so. Now suddenly, I have a liquidity of say about 50 lakhs in my hand. And I'm thrown in a situation where I have no clue what to do with this corpus. So, Mr. Machav Manoj, what should I do with it?
1: Well, if you uh, in this case, if you are a typical millennial, perhaps you even don't need a financial advisor, or or even least of somebody like me who himself wants to take a more uh, risky bets in 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 capital building process to advise you. Because if you are a millennial, if you have access to a mobile phone. And if you have an access to such a large inheritance, you go to Reddit, you find out which is the cheapest stock that they are talking about and go and start buying it and bring the
0: GameStop of India in the sense. Dude, that would be super cool. But you don't understand my scenario. See, I have a sister who needs to be wedded in this uh, brutal culture of conspicuous wedding and consumption. So Mary... So I need to protect that capital. Then sister is doing MD also. So her finance also needs to be, her education also needs to be financed. And she's like MD medical, the kind of capitation fee and the amount of money and the fees that it takes for a doctor to get through. Apart from that, I also want to buy a lifestyle truck. That is an SUV, something like an Isuzu D-Cross V-Max or a Toyota that's coming this year or even the Ford one based on what Endeavors, Endeavors chassis. I know you have no clue what I'm talking about, but yeah, that's what my dream is apart from my sister's wedding and her completion of MD. So what to do? How do I make 50 crores out of this 50 lakhs within one year? Come on Manoj, tell me. Do you frankly
1: think you would need 50 crore to do all those that, all of that?
0: No, but it would be nice. I could do all this with like say 1 crore, but the rest 49 would be So, nice. So
1: that, that, that's where I am saying like, so if you look at in a very, uh, for all the things that you said just now for either for your sister's MD or for her wedding or for even your uh, XYZ next gen SUV that you talked about, you already have an objective in mind. You already know what you want to do with your money and how much money you would need to do all that. So, it's not about the 50 crores that is your objective. Your objective is already clear in terms of a wedding, an education financing and an SUV. So, well, my friend, the first chapter of any financial management or in case of building any product or any asset is what is your objective. And you have very clearly mentioned your objectives, which is so great that you are very much clear on what you want. So, that is the first step of what you want to do with your 50 lakhs because you already know what you want to get out of it.
0: Yeah, man. I'm a materialistic dude. Rinam, kritwa gritam, pibet. I belong to that Charvaka philosophy of I'll borrow and I'll drink ghee, but I will live my life in luxury. Charvaka <laughs> who? Exactly. It's not for noobs like you. You should be Appreciative of the Indian culture and history, to know such philosophies of materialism. No, no,
1: history guys are quite cool, you know. Gandhi is a very cool character nowadays. Uh, in terms of anybody who is against the establishment, anti-institution, all he has to do is quote a Gandhi, and you become that legendary. No, no, no. Let's not <laughs> so, go there. Let's
0: yeah. not go there. Let's be non-violent and in over this. Okay, Manu, So coming back to what do I do with my so-called inheritance? Now the goal is clear. So what do I do now? Like, How do I learn about personal finance? Right. So in when you go about
1: building an asset or building a, a, any kind of property, one is your objective. But in order to attain your objective, there are certain challenges in front of you. There are certain constraints that you have. Because if they were not, I would have told you go and dip your money entirely into Bitcoin and just wait wait till the day the entire world realizes the importance of decentralized economy and, and Bitcoin goes a thousand X from here. So, But there is a constraint and that is your time horizon. Which is the second aspect of wealth management is what is the time horizon in which you want to achieve your objective? So, do you have that in
0: mind? Well, time horizon, see, that varies from say, Five to fifteen years, like say, if my sister's wedding is considered, it's about five six years away. And my SUV, dude, I want that tomorrow. Like, really, I want that tomorrow. I just learned driving just to drive that SUV.
1: <laughs> but yeah, like maybe I mean, you take,
0: su- uh, maybe you can take another loan, just like Neerav choksi <laughs> Nah, man, loans. I don't like loans. Anyway, so the time horizon is somewhere between five to fifteen years to like. Uh, fulfill all these things and uh, yeah so my first question around this is what are the resources that i need to like go through or to learn personal finance like how do i become as good as say a cfa okay the ultimate we, frauds of this economy you
1: can Maybe. you can prepare for a cfa exam and not give it <laughs> so that is one way need to be as learned as a cfa because probably the people who have cleared the examination, they forget things much faster than the people who have actually attempted and not completed CFA. Yeah, well,
0: I call them certified fraudulent accountants.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that is funny. I had a, I had a, I was taking an interview of a, a person today and uh, I was trying to figure out if she had done any kind of marketing research in a, in a product case study. And I tried to keep digging her to that, give me some user insights. Only because I saw that she had mentioned that she was a top four percent, uh in in her college in the market marketing research topic, and she's an IIM Indore graduate. So very dude, very, very credible me, I, no, dude. fairly credible, I'm not naming any person, so so I fairly credible person, and I thought that they but at the interview she said that I don't remember anything which I wanted to hear <laughs> uh, that's a very shoot and fraud, uh, fraud kind of uh, mentality there, but uh, jokes aside, this entire thing is a fake story that i I say to people, uh, so don't take it seriously. But coming to your point that where do you start learning? So in terms of building your assets, as you said, like you need five years, five to 15 years of time horizon. So you already have in mind that you don't want to enter into such an investment like a gold or a real estate, which can probably multiply your wealth 10 X uh, easily, but over a period of say 20 years, 15 to 20 years. So that, that's not where you are probably looking at because house housing prices are at all time lowest The uh, loans, how, Housing loans are at all-time lowest rates. So you can easily do that investment, but you don't want to do that. So liquidity, I just want to introduce that uh, point because that is something that is tied up with your time horizon. It is liquidity. So for example, if you want the wedding to be uh, organized in the next five years, your investment should be such that it is have a liquidity within the period of that five-year period. If you want to buy an SUV in the 15th year, your investment for the SUV should be liquid by the time it is 15 years when you want to buy the SUV. So, the liquidity is another thing that you need to do. Now, coming back to our, your original question and where we want to start here is there in terms of investing in any asset uh, especially in financial market when we are talking about which this entire podcast is about there, there are tons of assets out there but in India, if you look at on very broad levels, if you open CNBC channel today, if you open YouTube and search for uh, how to get rich the things that you will get suggested is share market and you will find tons and tons of videos on the hottest shares that you should buy to earn quick money.
0: Yeah, but that's the point. Like, how do I uh, extract out all the noise and just take in what is key? Like, uh, say, one source I found was something like Zerodha Academy. But in half of their articles, they are like, they keep plugging in their Zerodha platform. Um, Yeah, that's fair enough, but that was a pretty good resource uh, written on Zerodha Academy. So I got some of the fundamentals on trading and mutual funds, but where can I get more? So even before Zero, Zeroza is a very
1: good uh, content uh, platform in, in terms of their content, entire Zerodha live, university is a very good place. Uh, overall, whenever somebody wants to enter finance, some of the key uh, uh, websites that I generally refer is Investopedia. Because it starts you from as basic as what is a stock, what is a share, what is a dividend, what are growth stocks, what are value stocks uh, to as advanced as what is a derivative, what is a uh, put and call option, etc. And even strategies on how to trade and that. So that website is one of the most exhaustive, I would say uh, journey path for anybody who wants to get into the financial field, learning space. Apart from that, if you look at if you want to get into more academic theoretical, there are many YouTube uh, channels in terms of say for example, Professor Damodaran himself teaches basics of finance. Damodaran who? Professor Aswath Damodaran, who is a NYU professor. uh, And he runs free uh, uh, sessions, uh, the free actual online version of the classes that he's taking in NYU on uh, valuation, on financial products. And he, he tells you in very simple language about understanding what the financial products are how do you value that and how do you understand the the drivers behind any share price or anything any product price that you are seeing out there so those are those are very high level things like as i said like a broad range when you want to get started in anything you first learn the alphabet and so in that way zerodha does a very good job there are other places so say for example uh, recently nowadays there are so many other startups that have come up in the field of educating people about capital markets. Say for example, your FinShots. FinShots is a great uh, platform. I think it is It is also now, uh, it has partnered with Zerodai. It keeps pushing notifications on different companies and which companies are doing good and why they are doing good. Uh, similarly, there are other places uh, you can find a, a good reads. Are, say for example, Smallcase, which actually gives you theme-based, uh, thematic uh, stock selections and give you proper rationale that why this stock is being good or why this is bad. Understanding so are these applicable for Indian markets or internationally or US markets only? These are Indian markets and that, that's why I'm saying so the, similar kind of things are present in US. US there are uh, robo advisors also present there are like tons of platforms there uh, but even there I think uh, this kind of democratization is still to happen in where everybody understands in India those initiatives are also happening just like in US and some of these names are because I have explored the fintech space I know some of them there are few others also. I just can't recall. Yeah, anything.
0: yeah. Stop bragging, Mr. Machau Manoj. I so, know you have explored it a lot. So, so
1: there is there is another platform called Stockage. I think uh, uh, the uh, guy, uh, I think Vivek Bajaj, who is the founder again, uh, he's also uh, I think ten years or twelve years old. I am in the graduate, and he's he's very vocal even in Twitter. So so Twitter is a great place actually also to to keep a keep abreast of whatever is happening in the financial markets. So you start following some people who keep writing about different stocks, about their sessions. They have their own YouTube channels. If you if you view the YouTube channels, they will tell you in details how to do uh, technical analysis for trading, for uh, uh, fundamental analysis for some stock purchase and sector wise. They they have a lot of other sessions also. So those are good points.
0: Okay. So tell me this one thing. Like I went online and looked up how to manage this sort of a corpus. And I found a lot of... Or portfolio management services uh, being offered. So, do you think a uh, PMS is required, or someone like me can self invest and self manage this whole corpus? So, uh, I... and what would it take for me to like self manage? Because I don't want to pay those dickheads like 20% of my return and 2% of fee annually just to take care of my own money. So, I'll, I'll put it in this way uh, that. And I think people, anybody can
1: learn to drive an, a car, right? People can learn to drive a car. And if they have to go to, from point A to B, they can choose to either drive themselves from A to B or they can choose to hire a driver who drives on behalf of him. And that, and you can sit and just watch the driver. In this case, because you already know that you have a destination point from A to B and you know the time it should take, uh, Again, there might be conditions like market conditions. There can be traffic, there can be a storm, there can be a roadblock, there can be construction. But still, on a on a high level, you have the trust on the driver that if everything is right, he will be able to lead you from point A to B. And that is why you give him the responsibility. So I, I give this example because you can do the same in uh, with the financial markets also. Given if you know what your objective is, you know what your constraints are, you have done your basic fundamental analysis on what... Uh, the risks and rewards are associated with any kind of asset then you can drive that car also from point a to b but then you will have to take the responsibility you will have to know where to push in the first gear when to push in the third gear where to apply the brakes where to change directions you have to be cognizant of that now that thing changes again just taking that same example of driving a car when you go on a long trip do you drive on your own or do you take a driver there's more probability that you will drive a shorter distance, and more probability that you will choose a driver for longer distance. So the same thing happens when it comes to capital asset. If you have a smaller asset, you you learn quickly because that's the basic level learning you as any way you are doing, and then you get easily the confidence that okay I, I can manage this, and you go on to that journey. But when your asset sizes are larger, you will you will there will be a larger probability of you going wrong. So there probably people lack the confidence. People people consider it wiser to give it in the hands of somebody who is much more experienced and expert to do that. So that's where people take a choice, take a decision and none of, like neither of the decision is a wrong one, but what is important is to be cognizant of the driver or the, in this case, portfolio manager that you're hiring because ultimately it's everything upon him to drive responsibly to uh, make sure that he is not say, for example, uh, Wearing down your car by by taking some rash decisions, he's not extra charging you for the petrol that he fills, in uh, which is probably uh, not even the amount that you know, is required. So in this case, if I take the example of a market, he is taking your fifty lakhs money today, and say for example he invests in crypto, you don't know what can I do. Again, I'm sure uh, with the uh, financial guidelines, CB guidelines are there in which everything is, has to be reported transparently, but. If you are not aware of uh, what is happening with your money, anybody can fool you, which is happening most of the cases in India with the financial product. So I think the question is, it depends on you. The answer to your question is, it depends whether you want to take that long journey uh, on your own and say, maybe take a journey for half a mile and then see whether where it goes. And maybe even you can hire a chauffeur there also. So you can do that. Uh, or... Uh, you can leave everything and just take a risk list, right? So that is also possible. You just invest in IFD. You invest in, uh, say, uh, India's sovereign bond and just put the money and relax. Uh, uh, that also is a thing that you can do. So there's an autopilot mode
0: also. Or we can go to Machau Manoj's channel on YouTube and get our life lessons from there. Guys, do check out Machau Manoj's YouTube channel. And Okay, so what if I want to construct a portfolio? Like what is meant by constructing a portfolio? Right. So that's a
1: that's an excellent thing. So uh, and frankly, after studying about finance, I realized that uh, we have been doing portfolio management for quite a long time. And in in that case, our portfolio uh, portfolio essentially comes from I think uh, some of the French word or something like that, which means some kind of a basket, if I'm not wrong. I'll have to check that, but it generally means that an assortment a of things. A bunch or what? Yeah, something yeah. like that. I'm not exactly sure of that. But uh, in, in our school days or even in our colleges, especially in colleges, we had a bunch of subjects, we had a bunch of classes, and we had a bunch of projects that we used to manage. And nobody ever thought of it as a portfolio. But now that I look back, each of those uh, tasks that we had, classes we had, projects we had, had a time value associated with but that same time. I could have gone out and played Dota on my laptop or, uh, or watched a movie or a TV series, but we were doing a portfolio management of a time and we still do like all the productivity hacks gurus out there teaching things about managing time is essentially uh, doing kind of portfolio management. So coming down to your question here. So in this case, it's a much simpler tangible thing. It's portfolio is a collection of your assets that you have built and, or, underlying property that you have in terms of that can be a liquid money that can be bank deposit that can be fd that can be shares that can be anything xyz money uh, denominations so collection of that is the portfolio and the step around uh, before you managing a portfolio is building it and how do you build the right portfolio I mean, it's not just building a portfolio building the right portfolio and for that again one of the key questions is again what is your uh risk appetite and what is the uh, returns that you are looking for in terms of financial capital. Those are the two axes that you would look at. So if you you do the basic study again on portfolio management, there is a very simple concept of capital asset pricing model where you have two options. Very, very simple. You take your money, you have two options. Either you invest in a debt related asset, your fixed deposit, PPF, all those kinds of instruments. Or you can invest in an equity, a much riskier asset class. So in, in debt instruments, what will happen is you buy a certain product and it will give you a fixed return. That is it. It gives you a promise of a fixed return. There is only a credit risk involved in this where the instrument, the person who is issuing the instrument, they might go insolvent. So you, so beware, so even if you are taking an FD, say for example, you are taking an FD from a, a Jana small finance bank, uh, that FD may not be liable, may not be valid if Janas finance bank actually stops working. That that would have happened in the case of say, Lakshmi Vilas also, when moratorium happened. I am sure some of the liquidity much crunch would have affected that also. But again, with the RBI in presence, this should not happen. But just digress, I would digress. but the point here being, uh, you have a debt asset category where you can invest for a fixed returns with a fixed reward. Uh, fixed risk uh, profile or you can take a bet on equity markets where you have I would not say unlimited returns but, but a very fairly high possibility of returns and a very fairly high possible of risk as well involved in
0: this. And what about mutual funds man? There's so many ads around mutual funds from Rohit Sharma to Shikhar Dhawan to some random cricketer that I have never seen. Everyone trying to push in mutual funds. So what about that? Are they a good option? right so if if you look at uh, the growth
1: and uh, and i'm just taking the broader view here so mutual fund in essence uh, uh, fundamentally is is uh, just an instrument it's just it's just a wrapper around uh, any kind of asset class in this case to simplify it just a shares uh, the ads that are around generally running they are around uh, shares only the equity equity market but it can also enclose inside a mutual fund it can there can be a debt mutual fund also where underneath a mutual fund there is investment in a bond that can also happen but we will not get into that uh, but on a very simple sense when you look at mutual fund it is an instrument to help you diversify your risk so we, when we said that when you are investing in an, in an asset there is risk under it now that risk is generally why because because market that risk are generally two or three types one is your market risk that because there is market fluctuations the value can go up and down of that uh, asset, in this case, share price, uh, there can be credit risk, as we talked about, that is, there both in case of equity, and uh, uh, and debt, because, uh, uh, if you are buying a share of, say for example, Satyam, which suddenly was looking like, uh, going to go die, go de- like uh, die, so, their stock price fell sharply, same happened with S-Bank, so, those things can also happen, so that is also risk, uh, so, how do, how do we invest in these shares, when you are not aware of all these things, that, uh, is there going to something happen to the company? Are they managing their money well or not? Are they doing their business correctly or not? Are there unethical practices like DHFL or or say for example, uh, uh, your PNB? So are those things happening? So if since we are not aware of that, we bring in somebody called your fund managers uh, who manages the fund, which is a mutual fund. So what essentially mutual funds are campaign is focusing on is helping the people to get financially aware about the stock market, not be afraid of the nuances, which I am sure more and more people are getting aware. And and to take more judicious calls, because now when you have a mutual fund on top of shares, you don't have to do research on each and every stock in terms of doing those granular academic theoretical research. All you have to do is you have to look out for certain key metrics, which are standard metrics across mutual funds. You have to look out at the fund houses because not anybody can open a mutual fund. Whereas there are six thousand odd uh, shares listed, uh, but there would be a lesser universe of uh, mutual funds, and those mutual funds are will be from mainly from well known houses only. So this won't be like one fund house running just one AMC or asset management company running just one fund. I mean that that would barely survive. Uh, so you have all those big banks, whether it is ICICI, Axis, uh, SBI, HDFC, everybody has got asset management companies AMCs who have multiple mutual funds under them and each mutual fund is managed by one or more fund managers and these are qualified specialized persons who are difficult to find obviously and that's why uh, they take that responsibility to manage the money on behalf of you and they take a certain expense out of it from that entire portfolio they manage and they uh, they make returns for you. So,
0: and that my friends is the magic of Machau Manoj. Don't worry if you didn't understand half of it, like even for me, it was half of it was Greek and Latin. It was like being hit with a bullet train, uh, carrying a barrage of financial knowledge with it. So we'll be doing a detailed series on mutual funds and these instruments one by one over time. But yeah, uh, so moving on to the next thing. So you told some things about mutual funds, essentially like an asset management company managing our money on our behalf and investing in different instruments so,
1: so consider uh, consider uh, your diwali fruit basket that you bring or consider your diwali mitais that you bring right so essentially uh, when you buy the sweets in indi- like individual one sweet may have a different taste other sweet may have different taste but you buy a bouquet of sweets uh, right you buy a bouquet of flowers because together they bring out a picture which is much better than individual ones so that that's what, in essence, what in one way mutual fund does. That it. So, for example, if you buy kalakan and you take it to a friend's house, he may or may not like it. Uh, but if you buy a gulab jamun kalakand and and say, for example, a milk cake or say, for example, another dessert, and you take it to family, there is much more probability that everybody would like your gift rather than buying uh, liking one particular sweet.
0: Okay, so now the next question comes, like for a noob like me. How do I decide which mutual fund to invest and what are the good mutual funds that are out there? Right, so
1: I think that's a great question because this in itself starts a new chapter as you said. This in itself requires a whole uh, lot of discussion. So just as uh, financial... Don't
0: evade man, just give me five names. I need to (laughs) invest right away. I need my SUV right now. Uh, sorry, my friend. None of the mutual fund insures
1: an SEB. It only gives you that mutual fund returns are subject to market risk. Please read the offer op- document before investing. Okay. So, but still, come on. Give yeah. me five, five names. Right. So... And
0: how to
1: decide. Right. How to decide. See, when you say... Uh, fund houses names I can name you like more than 5 to 10 houses AMCs which are which are the most famous ones as I said like access ICA, SAI, SBI uh, among the banks HDFC they are already there who are the bigger names you have uh, focused uh, asset managers like Mirai Asset, DSP BlackRock uh, uh, we have got I think even Motilal Oswal has their own funds so so in terms of AMCs or providers of these mutual funds there are tons out there and you can explore all of them. What you should in actually do is first focus on how to even choose the funds, and even before choosing the fund, what categories of funds should we choose from? So one of the things that you should do if you are a beginner and you want to invest in mutual fund, just close your eyes and buy a index uh, based mutual fund. So what what I mean by mutual fund, uh, index based mutual fund, I will come in in shortly, but essentially. When you are investing in the stock market, you are expecting the market, which in this case is the Sensex and Nifty indicator to go up, right? And when you invest in a single stock, you expect that particular stock to go up. Now, tell my friend what which has a higher probability of happening, a single stock to go up or the market to go up or can it happen that the market goes up and the singles, what is the probability that market goes up and the single stock does not go up or. The market does not go up, but a single stock goes up, which has a
0: higher probability. No clue, man. All Greek and all Latin.
1: No. so consider this example, now. So you have a basket of shares, which is a Nifty or a Sensex, and you have a single share, which has a higher probability of going up.
0: Basket of shares.
1: So essentially, Sensex and Nifty are just a, are an index, which is made out of. It's a. It's just an indicator made out of a collection of shares, right? So, what is the probability that the entire basket goes up versus just that uh, single stock goes up if just the single stock goes up and the market does not go up which means there are other stocks in that particular market indicator has gone down drastically and this particular stock has been so good that it has outlived like it has outperformed all kind of other market expectations right whereas it might which has a much lower probability than all those basket of stocks going up simultaneously. So, for example, uh, recently Nirmala Sitharaman gave such a great budget; the entire market went up. But if the market and because that market went up, there are even stocks which which would you not consider good. They also went up. But consider the other way around. if the budget was not a good one, which happened last year, the the, the entire Nifty or Sensex would have gone down. But at the same, but but there would be very few stocks. So so that would have gone up despite the entire market going down. So the probability is very low when you choose a single stock. The probability of your getting higher return is much more when you choose that entire basket. And this I'm speaking on a very 10,000 high level view of a, uh, of a stock market. It's a basic understanding of how it should work. Now, when you if you believe in that theory, if you believe that this, this particular statement is correct, you would like to bet your money on that entire basket of stocks rather than betting on one single stock. And that is where mutual funds of different categories come into picture. And what have mentioned as index-based mutual fund is essentially an instrument to buy that particular index. So if I am buying say a HDFC Nifty 50 index fund, what that fund essentially does is it takes your money and it invests it in the same ratio or oh, as the Nifty 50 stock, Nifty 50 is an index which is made out of 50 stocks, right? In a certain uh, ratio, in a certain proportion. So what the, uh, the index fund will do, it will take the your money, it will invest in the same proportion in those same companies as the Nifty is formed and leaves it. It does not do any kind of management. If the Nifty rearranges, it will rearrange. It will auto balance. So essentially, there is very less active involvement in, in managing the shares that, that your money is going into. So there that's why those are also called as passive funds. They will have very low expense ratio. What you call the, the charge that the fund manager is taking from you for managing the money. And it will give you obviously a much higher probability of return. So that that is one of the one of the first things that at least in our times in the past two, three years, if you look at the global market is moving towards passive funds. So that is one. The second best, again, approach, if you are uh, if you are starting out, is look at blue chips. Again, in share markets also, they are told, right? You want to invest in share markets, invest in RIL, Reliance, HDFC, HUL, TCS, Infosys, some of the big, established brands with a very solid business that has been running for almost, say, two decades at least, right? So you want to invest in those uh, shares because you believe you have the trust in them, that they will keep running in the same way and they will keep giving you more money. So instead of running in investing in just one stock, like say for example TCS or HUL, what you do is invest in a blue chip chip mutual fund. So any kind of blue chip mutual fund, some of the famous ones is Axis Blue Chip or ICICI prudential blue chip. I think I think SBI also has a blue chip fund and even most of the houses will have. Mirai also has a very good, I think, large cap. Either it will be named as blue chip or large cap. Uh so uh, HDFC also has. So they will pick the top Companies of the Sensex or Nifty and they will invest in it. So, if you want to invest, choose index fund, choose blue chip, that's your starting point. If you want to take, uh, so that is for a very less risk appetite person who wants a decent return. Say a decent return would be, say, what? At least 8 to 10% uh, over a time horizon of uh, 5 to 6 years and uh, with a very less risk uh, because you understand your markets won't be down for 5 long years, otherwise, there will be a recession markets will go up. so if you invest in those over 5 6 years you are bound to earn that uh, 10, 10 to 15% annualized return easily so that's the first chapter
0: okay okay wow that was quite the deluge of financial knowledge baba to see great tohfa de tohfa karo <laughs> so guys i think we'll wrap it up for today so this was the first chapter of the wow podcast series the world of wealth brought to you by bhukh Bakchot. i think i like that name and <laughs> we'll continue with that so yeah see you on the second episode where we will dig deeper into my situation and the corpus that i now am being forced to manage and how we can go about building that cheers see you guys soon with mr machao Manoj.
1: yeah waiting to learn more about this xyz suv yeah. Uh, and see how how much does it cost, and what actually does it, is it do, and X Y Z. And you
0: you will never you will never understand man You will never understand. I, <laughs> Cheers, I, guys. <laughs> chalo, bye.
1: Chalo, bye. <laughs>